Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Welcome back to the Blue Collar BS with Brad and Steve. I am Brad and Steve. You are Steve. Stephen Doyle, the acting millennial for the show. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop. Oh my gosh. So um prior to prior to us getting on this call and onto this recording, uh, you showed me a bunch of little I love you, thank you notes, which I'm like, oh, Steve got those from his church kids for doing some stuff over there and then you said no i didn't get those i got them from a bunch of sixth graders i'm like why are you talking to sixth graders so mr doyle why are you talking to sixth graders so my daughter asked me she's like dad my teacher's having some you know would like to have parents come in to talk to them about what you do and i would like to know what you do because you are working a lot of different places and i really don't know what you do so can you come in can you talk to my teacher about coming in and i said okay so I got with the teacher, and she's like, "So, Mr. Doyle, what what is it you, my your daughter said you?" Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be with the Bobs. So, Steve, what is it that you do here? Yeah. So, what I do here is a little unique from what you're used to seeing with parents come in and tell kids why they need to go to college and all about the job that they get after they go to school. And so I said, "Would you like a different perspective on?" What it might look like, knowing from somebody that's been in the white collar space and has transitioned to the blue collar space, would you like to you know, have a different perspective for your students to let them know why college might not be the answer for, for them? And they still let you in the school? Absolutely, they did. They were, it was like open arms. It's like, please come in. We need different opinions of that because the school system where we're at uh, here in Clarkston is very much open to having a diversity of thought with whether you go to college, they actually have trade programs in the high school where there's a construction tech class. They work with uh, the Oakland technical schools and the Oakland County for, for that. So they're like, yes, please come in. We need to talk about that. So I was like, cool. So we go in to have the talk. Nothing's pre-prepared. You didn't have anything prepared. No, I didn't want to. That is so weird that you didn't have something prepared, all scripted out, word by word. Lots of PowerPoint slides, data, flip charts. Yeah, I mean, we could if I was in, you know, white collar space and love doing that shit. But that, that's not how we roll at all anymore. <laughs> it's just roll up and talk. 
So it was, it was a lot of fun. It was very interesting. So the first thing I asked kids, it was the very first question I, I asked them was, what generation are they from? I did not ask that because I forgot. Clearly, that wouldn't be able to understand. I was like, clearly, I forgot that one. But I asked them, I was like, how many believe you have to go to college to get a good job? 100% of them raised their hands and said, we have to go to college to get a good job. 100% of sixth graders that I talked to that day, there was 31 of them, raised their hand and said, I have been told I have to go to college to get a good job. Wow. Wow. So I'm going to ask a question. Did you give Did you give them the follow up question as to tell me what a good job is? I did. And okay. they told me they to be an engineer, to be a teacher. I want to, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a doctor because they came in and talked to us. And those all sounded cool. Okay. Awesome. What if I were to tell you there is another way and you don't have to go to school? And they're like, well, how does that happen? So then I shared my journey of when I started at 16, when I was 16, working in construction, how much I was making. So it was just, I wrote on the board what my salary was at 16 and how I progressed up and what it looked like after when I went to school and the different jobs that I had and then what the different rates were and how much people made annually. And I said, after, after we got to the decision point where I left, I said, this is how much I was making, which was, you know, mid, mid six figures and said, yep, turn that in and started my own company. And I work with blue collar businesses. December of 2016, the journey began. It did for both of us. (laughs) The beatings will continue until you improve. That's, that's what I remember. Prove no matter how hard it is. <laughs> yeah, I still remember you picking me up after those training sessions. <laughs> so, so listening to this show, uh, Steve Doyle on this show, the outgoing Gregorius kind of guy, uh, he couldn't ask a fucking question to save his life to dig into something to be curious at all. It was hilarious. It was no, funny. No, it was real fucking funny. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I still, I probably, I still have my facial expression burned on the inside of my eyes. What I love. And how time flies. It does. How it's completely 180 right now. So it's all good. So that was, it was really enlightening to share with them kind of one, one, the journey that I took, but it was more enlightening for them to ask questions. Once we got in talking about rates and wages, if you were to work in the blue collar space, plus not have the debt from college. And so you're earning more right out the gate. You're able to provide differently for your family with a greater sense of purpose, potentially, for those that want to work with their hands and do things. And that if they chose to own their business and grow that, that there was an even greater earning potential. And you still didn't need to go to college to do that. So for 50 minutes, we had this conversation and the kids were actually engaging and asking questions uh, to learn about how they could actually do something different than go to college like their parents, te- other teachers have told them, you need to do this to get a good job. So it really begs the question, what are our parents telling our, you know, what are the parents telling their kids about how bad blue collar work actually is? Oh, 
Right. I mean, that's part of the problem, you know, but everybody tries to attack. But the opportunity that exists to get parents to come to that open house or to come to those things is almost next to nothing because they Correct. have they have no interest in it because they're not exposed to it or they haven't been exposed to it. And it's it's just flat out wrong. Right. Absolutely. Well, We'll go see the brand new building that was put up, and, and some of it, I'm going to blame that on the manufacturers and on the and on the owners of those businesses of not willing to open up. You know, when I was at Fusaris when we had our hundred and what was it, the hundred twenty fifth anniversary open house that we had, mm-hmm. it was either the hundred twenty fifth anniversary of the house of the of the business, and we we striped the entire built facility and called it the Green Mile because it was a green yep. line. Walk and it was it was well over a mile long. That walking through the facility and seeing everything, and well, my father in law, rest his soul, he enjoyed that tour so much because he remembers all of those things and back in the day what industry used to be and all those types of things. And but my kids, they saw that stuff and like, oh, you and this massive, you know, three hundred thousand pounds of sitting in different in different structures and going, oh. That oh wow, the stuff that you'll ever see from a mining industry perspective anywhere in, in your lifetime, most likely for most people, yeah. it was spectacular. You know, my wife and I were just down vacation in Greece uh, recently, and we were on one of our excursions in on one of the islands. We went and saw probably the world's largest burlite, burtonite, something, some, some mineral mine. It's an open, open surface mine, right? But it was compared to the things I've seen, right? From the coal side of it and copper side of it, time, it was super small, but for my wife to see the benches and the things and the little trucks, right? The, the big trucks that when, when, when our car is driving past this truck in this mine, which is also very weird that we were able to get on an operating mine site inside Greece without any safety videos any training nothing <laughs> like um but you see these i'm like and you just see them down there i'm like yeah this isn't it's big but it's not but right. she saw it and was able to have an appreciation for that and kids don't get that opportunity anymore right. and it's not good right i i still remember when my grandfather and my uncle were working at flint metal fab and they had like a family day where the family could come in walk the line and and see where everything was, it was in the eighties. I, I, I remember going there and just being in awe at the large manufacturing line, watching how everybody has to work in unison to actually build a vehicle. It was just amazing. Were they, that, what, what line was that? Trucks. It's the truck plant. Flint metal fab is uh, the, one of their largest truck plants. So yeah, so you're stamping out side, side vendors and front vendors and the big ass hoods back then. And, Yep, and and assembly too. So they this is their final assembly plan. So it was just amazing. Yeah, the Buick City was still there and that was still operating, but I don't remember going there. I just remember going into the metal fab area for family day. It was just amazing. I've not seen one since. And that's why the 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 how it's made shows and things like that that used to be on Discovery and now don't even know if that's even running anymore. That's why those shows are so important to be able to get that exposure. Oh, somebody has to do that and make those things. And mm-hmm. Mike Rowe, who, you know, Mike Rowe, if you happen to be listening to the show, if you happen to be one of our, our listeners out here, we'd love to have you as a guest. Yes. Um, yes. 
be on this show to talk about your dirty jobs promotions and things like that. But that show was spectacular for people to get exposure to it. And you made it aware and understood how people involved in sanitation in all those things that nobody wants to do, or I should say nobody wants to do the things that aren't sexy, aren't appealing, but are right. so important to our society. Micro shout out tap tip of the cap to you, brother. Cause yep. that Oh, yeah. by the way, you are a targeted dream guest for this show. Yeah. <laughs> you too, Tim Taylor and Mr. Michigan. We'd love yeah. to have you on the show as well. Yep. <laughs> Put it out in the universe. See what happens. Got to manifest it. We're good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so the six-year-olds, which are the tail end of Gen Z and the beginning of Gen Alpha. Mm-hmm. So we have an entire tail end of a group of people who believe college has is the solution without anything else. So as you gave them their story, what were some of the most inquisitive questions or what are the the questions that you enjoyed that popped up that you're going, huh, that's a really great question. Never thought about that. Because kids are smart. Kids are smart. And the the questions they asked were, they were curious on the financial side. Like, hey, how much could I make in this role if I chose to do it for, you know, if I was in this role for 10 years, how much would I make? You know, and so I, you give them a range. And then the, the more important question that I would ask back is, what do you like doing? What interests you in this space? Why does it interest you? And some, and then, then we started to have different conversations. Well, I don't, I'm really starting to think college might not be for me. And, it's, and I'm like, that's cool. And it's totally fine to have those thoughts and opinions. See, because that's what we're not willing to as a society to have those conversations. We're just so pounded and ingrained to say, no, you have to go to college to get a good job. Why? Because good jobs exist out there. There are great people making great money, helping people with everyday life. So let's talk plumbers, for example. And I gave this example to the kids. I said, so how many of you guys, you know, your parents had to call a plumber, you know, in the last year? And, and I would say 15 of them raised their hands, said, okay, that's great. How hard do you, did you ever hear your parents talking about how hard it was to find one? And one kid piped up and they're like, yeah, it took them three months to find a plumber that would actually come out to the house. Like, yeah, people in the trades are now, because they're so shorthanded, they're picking and choosing who they can work, who they want to work with. And they're setting their own rates. To say, okay, great, you need me to come in here because you have a blown line, like a blown plumbing line somewhere, and you need me in there to fix it right now, right? Okay, great. A plumbing line that technically probably costs less than $50 to repair in materials is going to cost you north of $500 to get it fixed. Why? Because our plumbers know their worth. And they know you need it done now. You know you need it done now. And you're not going to make that money if, if you're an owner of a plumbing company and you're the one doing the job and you don't have a large floor. You know your worth. Right. People have a problem. You need to fix it ASAP. It costs money to do that. Correct. Right? And it's like that everywhere when people are so taught there's only one avenue for you. Don't do trades. Go to college. And now we're here left with $500 bills for, you know, an hour's worth of work because I know where to, I know where to fix the problem. I know how to fix the problem. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for that experience. Right. 
and, and and this a topic for a different show probably, but there's that uh, opportunity that we still need to figure out how to transfer knowledge and wisdom and show where the one thing, where the right thing is to go to look at that plumbing system, at that septic system, at that leach bed system, at whatever it is to make sure that the next person knows how to take care of it. So that's yeah. a different topic for a different show. Uh, so Mr. Doyle has done his good deed for the month, which is great. So uh, thank you for going out and, and promoting and supporting and getting in front of some gen alphas and bringing forward some information. That's like freaking scary. Actually, yeah. we have an, you know, a generation and a half potentially that think that they have to go to college, which mm-hmm. and college or colleges shit the bed during COVID for how they were handling things. And, uh, this is going to be a very interesting next three to five years for sure. Yeah, so absolutely. Hi, Mr. Doyle. Thank you for doing your good deed today for this, uh, for the blue collar world and well, thank you. Uh, letting people know there are good jobs out there for good people that are, want to do something and can be, think about it differently. So, uh, that gen alpha, you helping support us move that generation forward. So Mr. Doyle, kudos to you. And uh, Mike, when you're ready, just let us know and we'll. Yeah, let us know, Mike. All right. (laughs) We'll see you later. All right, later, man. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue collar businesses strong for generations to come.